Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, November the 22nd. And welcome to our commentary. Well, to say the least, you know, we have a, we were going to say a couple of things about Thanksgiving today. So I don't want to spoil your, your Thanksgiving, but this, uh, we have to tell you about this apparently a terror attack on the U.S. Canada border over by uh, Niagara Falls and uh, what appears to be exactly that, a terror attack. We don't know too many details. There is an automobile involved. Two people are dead. I don't know too much more, which is why I don't want to get into a lot of details because I frankly don't have them. I suppose over the next six uh, to 10 hours or so, you know, Wednesday afternoon, um, you know, we're going to know a lot more about what was going on in particular the automobile, where it came from, who owned it. I mean, all those kinds of details that I'm sure the authorities are working on right now. So we, you know, we're going to exercise a little caution here and not talk about things we don't know. But I will tell you, I will tell you that uh, two things I will say. Number one is terrorism is alive and well. We didn't do away with it. Uh, and uh, terrorism is alive and well. There are people out there who are willing and completely committed to terrorist attacks. So we got to be alert. We have, we've had to be alert, really, for quite some time, and uh, it hasn't gone away. So I hope everybody understands that. The other point is the borders. We, we've been talking about this. You know, when, when terrorist organizations, what they do is they look for weak areas or vulnerabilities. And one of the biggest ones, of course, is the border. And this administration has not taken the border very seriously, whether it's the northern border, whether it's the southern border. We've been hearing stuff about the Canadian border for some time. This is not brand new. Um, so I just hope that the Biden administration wakes up from whatever fantasy they've been living under for the last few years regarding terrorism and regarding border security. Uh, and begins to take the border uh, very seriously as a potential avenue for terrorism. And uh, I'm not even going to mention all the chaos that the southern border has brought about, but definitely from a terrorism standpoint, the borders are very important. And this administration better get its act together and start treating the borders as potential terrorism uh, situations. So that's all I will say for now. And I'm sure there will be a lot more details in the news and everything else that you follow over the next uh, 12 to 24 hours. Well, this is Thanksgiving. As I said at the beginning, what a way to spoil Thanksgiving with a terror attack. But nevertheless, it is Thanksgiving. And uh, you're probably going to get together with your families. And so will we. And I hope that everybody has a, a good Thanksgiving. I always like to share this little story about Thanksgiving in case you're watching me for the first time. But as you know, I came to the United States when I was a kid from Cuba. And we didn't know anything about Thanksgiving when we came here. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving was one of those holidays we didn't know anything about. So uh, we came uh, to the United States. And uh, within a couple of months, we were into Thanksgiving. And I remember walking around the school, I would see these posters of turkeys and pilgrims, and I had no idea. I had no idea what it was, had no idea what the celebration was all about. And this very nice teacher sat down with me one day and, and told me the story of uh, Thanksgiving, kind of gave me a Reader's Digest version of the story, the pilgrims and how they came and all of that and how they 
they had this event uh, to say thanks for the very difficult winter that they had. And that story really stuck with me. And then I went home, I remember, and I told my mother the story and she liked it a lot. So Thanksgiving, uh, even though it was not a holiday that I was born celebrating, and as I said, I didn't celebrate it in the early years of my life. But once we got to the United States, I really uh, loved the holiday and loved the reason behind the holiday, which is, to, which is to say thank you for the blessings and all the things and for the family and all the things that, that we have that we should be very grateful for. So happy Thanksgiving. I hope you and your family have a good one. Uh, enjoy it a great deal because, as I say, it's one day a year, one day a year. And one thing I can tell you as you get older, these holidays come a lot faster. You know, it just seems like yesterday that it was <laughs> 2022 Thanksgiving. These holidays are just coming faster and faster. So you have to enjoy them well, when you are in the middle, in the middle of them. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about something else. And that is what happened in Argentina. We're we're trying to put together an interview with someone in Argentina, someone who we can talk to about what happened down there. But there was an earthquake in Argentina, to say the least. I mean, a complete total earthquake in Argentina. And uh, people are still trying to understand what happened. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, the situation, a candidate by the name of Javier Milei, who's kind of a libertarian and anti-government, uh, some people are comparing him to Trump, although I don't think that's a, a complete comparison. Personalities may be similar, but I don't think it's a complete comparison. But nevertheless, uh, they're comparing him to Trump. And uh, he may very well have the same political impact that Trump had in the United States. In that sense, they may end up being similar. But there's no question he ran against the establishment. He ran against the the, the state in Argentina he ran against the government, and he pulled off an amazing electoral victory, winning by 11 points. That's a big victory. I don't care what country you're in. When you win by 11 points in a two-way race, that's a huge victory, a landslide, really, as they uh, like to say. Now, the situation in Argentina, the economic situation is really uh, the problem down there. They have very serious inflation. Uh, they, just, they, they have a stagnant economy, and there's a great deal of frustration. And that's what he was able to uh, turn into a uh, political a political earthquake and victory. I mean, this this is uh, I don't want to exaggerate when I say the word earthquake. It is in those proportions of a victory. This is I don't think there's a comparable American election to this. You know, people think of Reagan in 1980, maybe Trump in 2016. Maybe maybe those two come a little close. But uh, this is way bigger than than that, I think, simply because uh, of what this man did. He went all against all odds, and he was able to to basically bring down a government uh, that, uh, in the opinion of most uh, people in Argentina, is a government that is very corrupt and a government that was not serving them well. Now he faces a lot of challenges. Now the, the biggest one that he faces, of course, is is the expectations. Now the good news for him is that he won by 11 points, which means that, and I was listening to a radio interview from uh, Buenos Aires, some people who were being, you know, man on the street type interviews. And I was pleased to see that most of the people they were talking to were basically saying that they're going to give this man time. 
Uh, they understand it's complicated. They understand the problems are difficult. So they're going to give him time. They're going to let him have a little bit of time. My guess is that he's got about six to nine months to turn things around or at least to implement the kinds of policies that will turn things around. You're not going to turn around Argentina very quickly because the state, it's such a heavily, it's a top-bottom type government, well, very a large bureaucracy, a lot of vested interest in that bureaucracy. You're not going to turn that around in, in three months or six months. But I think if he implements some of the policies that he's talking about, like dollarization, that will take care of the inflation. If you dollarize the economy, that takes care of the inflation, which is the number one problem. And then if you deregulate some of the economy, inviting more investment and uh, you know, letting the people make more decisions, letting them keep more of their own money, if you can do that, then I think uh, he will be a very successful president. Uh, maybe he can do for Argentina what Pinochet did for Chile back in, in the 1970s. If you remember your history, Pinochet took over Chile in, uh, in the early 1970s, and he turned that economy around in Chile today is, uh, you know, the envy, the, the best economy, really, in Latin America, to say the least. So we hope, we hope he does. I like to see this guy succeed. I really do, because I think he could become a role model for some of the other countries in Latin America. So I'm hoping he succeeds. I've got all my candles on, as they say, uh, hoping that uh, he will he will succeed. And he's got the right personality. I'll give him that. He's got a right personality. He's a persistent guy. He knows how to debate you. He uh, So he's got a lot of things going for him, but he's got a very difficult task, uh, to say the least. But we wish him well. We really do. Well, we leave you today on this day in history. Of course, it was 60 years ago today that President Kennedy was killed right here in Dallas. Uh, uh, an amazing moment. I, re I was a little boy in Cuba when I heard about, uh, about this. Uh, just a very traumatic moment uh, for the country, to say the least, uh, to see the, the president uh, assassinated like that in the streets of uh, of Dallas. Now, for the next 60 years, there have been all kinds of explanations as to why happened, what happened, and I'm sure all of you have your own ideas. But let me tell you that I, after looking at so many different things over the years, I basically went back to the conclusion, the original explanation, that is that Lee Harvey Oswald was the killer, that he did it by himself. And uh, that's what I've come to believe. And uh, I don't really know too much more about it other than that. I, I have not really gotten into all of these different theories. I just don't find them uh, very interesting. I accept uh, the explanation and move on to other issues, of course, that are more current and more relevant to, to, our, to our times. But it was 60 years ago today, incredibly, 60 years ago today, that President John Kennedy was killed right here in Dallas. And then, of course, President uh, Vice President Johnson became president. And uh, if you ever have a chance to go back and look at some of those videos, uh, the videos of the moment when Johnson becomes president, when he's inaugurated, uh, the funeral, I mean, they're all very interesting, uh, even though it's 60 years ago. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And we will talk to you later. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas.